Hello, everybody, and welcome to Line of Vienna podcast episode 38. At least I think it better be. It is 38, isn't it? I say this every fucking week. Yeah, 38. Yeah, 38. I don't keep I should be the one keeping count of this when I'm the one who's literally fucking uploads it and all that shite every week. But anyway, as you can tell, I'm not Chris because he's moving house and has no internet and stuff like that. So he's unavailable. So instead, to your t- today, your host is me, Daniel Murphy. I am joined with Johnny. How are you doing, Johnny? How's it going? Very well, thanks, mate. How are you? Uh, I'm surprisingly good, despite having a shitload of work I need to do, and you know, you need a presentation about sh- oh, just utter shit for next Thursday, which I've not started yet, and it's stressing me out. But hey ho! And also joining me today, returning the you know the legendary brusher of teeth on podcasts, it is Tom Thomas. Do you want to do you want to defend yourself for your antics last week or admit to your crime? Uh, no, we, I, I admitted to my crime straight away. <laughs> I hold my hands up. Dental hygiene, I hold very close to my heart. And, and I'm sure our dedicated listeners will appreciate that when it gets to past 11 o'clock on a, on a Sunday night and you've got a, a day job in the morning, they know, they know I'm part-time. They know I'm an amateur. <laughs> they want to see the real me. Oh, we all are, we all are. And, you know, it was, it was surprisingly well taken. I was like, one guy telling me it was the funniest episode. Like, he literally, I think he said he'll nearly crash driving the car or something. And he oh, was like, on. <laughs> yeah, probably. We, we, should, we should do a separate section on Tom's tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do it. It gets me a permanent slot. No, we should do, if we ever, at any point, start one of those shite fan YouTube channels, our opening video can be Tom brushing his teeth, like a, 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 a fucking step-by-step walkthrough of, just a tour of Tom's to day. It. Just get a GoPro on his head, and then just Tom's day. I, I, I think that'd be quite amazing. But anyway, we've had too much laughter, because now we need to talk about Bottom Wanderers. And as Tom really did too, pre, pre, we, before we started depression was high on his personal agenda so yeah so we played on monday night which is why we're coming to you on wednesday at some point in the afternoon whenever i get home from uni and if i haven't fallen asleep we'd played on monday night we drew we i thought it was actually a decent performance we drew 1-1 with brentford after john swift had put the away team ahead after 10 minutes with a quite a lovely goal but it was was it was allowed to happen through quite shit defending, and then on about the seventieth minute, I believe Neil Dans popped up with the equaliser, and that is what the score stayed. So uh, we all watched on Sky because we're all shit fans, of course. But Johnny, from your lofty vantage point of Sky, what did you think of our performance and the game in general? Um, I thought we were all right. It's, it's worth noting as well that. I, I am living in London, and I've still got a season ticket, but I would have loved to have gone on a, a freezing cold Monday night. But, um, yeah, I was too tempted by Sky. Um, so, yeah, I think we were all right, to be honest. Um, it's just it's clear to see, and from some of the lads who I spoke to today at work, they they all pointed out problems which most Bolton fans have known for a while. We've yeah. No creativity up front. Um, the only real outlet is Feeney down the right-hand side, because when you're playing... Someone like Darren Prattley on the opposite side. Um, it's just they're not exactly like for like. Are they? they? They said we're really missing someone more creative, which as as we know, uh, where like Wellington and 
uh, Zach Clough mm-hmm. potentially would have fitted in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're okay. There's a few players who we'll come on to in a bit who I thought were absolutely shite and should never put on a Bolton shirt ever again. But mm-hmm. by and large, it was a, a very good point. Same to you, Tom. I've got a feeling you're going to be slightly less enthusiastic about the result. Can, you, can someone remind me what the score was? It was 1-1. One, one. Was it 1-1? One, one? Yes. Oh, I think the way Johnny was going in, I thought we'd won for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> right. it, did take, it counts as a win for us, to be honest with you. Scoring, yeah. go, getting level from being behind, I'll take it any day of the week. At least we scored from open play. It's, yeah. We did, from a shank, but we'll move on to that, won't we? Um, I mean, unlike Johnny, I live in the People's Republic of Bolton, so I had no excuse uh, other than just couldn't, I just couldn't be asked, Dan. Yeah, I know a few people I, like that. I don't need to. Ju- I don't need to just justify myself further than that. I just could not be bothered. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 really worried me in the first half is the first time that they played anything that resembled football. They just cut through us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a lovely finish, but it, all it took was two or three one touch passes, and then what was that? It was it was one nil. Yeah. Um, we recovered well. At the end of the first half, I thought we were filming the sequel to Jimmy Grimble, <laughs> with, with Liam Feeney being playing the role of Gordon because it was just give it to Feeney, see what he can do. Um, Imagine just fucking just just stop a minute, think about that sentence. That's what it's come to. Yes, it was. It was. It was give it. It was give it to Feeney and see what happens. And he comes in for a lot of stick, but without him, we'd be even more fucked this season. He's our top goal scorer. We've made our most chances. Yeah, it's it's hard to criticise him really. I mean, he did, probably he, not. He, he didn't have a, he didn't have a great game, but but he saw that much of the ball that he was bound to make things I happen. I thought he was appalling for staff. His crosses were all over him. Oh, he was refusing. Oh, yeah. Deary me, that ball yeah. across the face of goal where yeah. I don't know what he tried to do. But if he'd have passed it to Amiobi and got it right, oh, it would have yeah. been one nil up. And... There was there was one there was one touch that he had where he, he got it on the right. Ahead of Bidwell, touched oh, the yeah. ball. This was right by the, the start. time. Yeah. By the time he'd taken his second touch, he was behind Bidwell again, <laughs> and he, he managed in one touch to go from right on the byline, ready to put a cross in, to having to beat his man again. Um, second half, second half was was a little bit better. Yeah, I think um, was better in the second half. I think with the there was a, it looks like there were a few less nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked happy to to sit in and see if they could nick the win, and and we we just got a which what we needed. We, you know, when you're at the bottom of the league, you just get yeah. a, you know a left footed shot into the ground, and it just found its way into the bottom corner. And mm. if any team was going to win it, it was it was looking in the last ten minutes like it was going to be us. But yeah. we've we've got very little striking threat up yeah. front. Whilst I do think it was a good point for us, and certainly I think certainly the best we've played since the Brighton game, probably. Yeah, maybe Leeds, but we were lucky to come away with anything like that. Maybe QPR as well, scoring three goals. So literally our f- best performance since late September, early October. And even though it was, if Brentford had been just a little more decent, I think if that Canos, that young Spanish lad who came on with 20 minutes to go, I think if he had come on from the start, just simple as that, we'd have lost because he made the difference pretty quickly getting involved and they're a very good team aren't they they're a very good team Brentford I mean we we should have been down to 10 men arguably as well because I was watching that on Sky Mark Davis that was an absolutely horrendous tackle at the time he he did it in real time I I think I was on my phone or doing something a little bit more interesting 
And um, then they played the replay. I thought, Jesus, how's he not been sent off there? But the ref, he let quite a lot of stuff go. But And then Lee Carsley at the end was like, um, he, what did he say? He was like, oh, no, it's not a red card. I don't even think it's a booking. He said, uh, typical card, he said, he said like, I, I used to do that stuff all, my time, all, all the time in my career. I was like, you nasty bastard. I never <laughs> used to do stuff like that. <laughs> Deliberately going over the ball on people. Yeah, but yeah, we were looking at to go down, but we will miss him for the next game because it was his fifth field card, which we'll come on to. Another player we'll miss in the next game and probably for the foreseeable future is Max Clayton. He um, trudged off injured after pulling his hamstring with 40 minutes gone. And you know, that's another, as you alluded to then, Johnny, with Clough and Silver out, Walker only just coming back from injury, playing playing and scoring for the under-21s, along with Big Emil. Shout out there, lad. Um, we're lacking a real real any creativity whatsoever at the minute so are you sad to see Clayton walk off Tom? Um, you, you, yeah not surprised mm. um, I mean a stiff wind had caused him to fall over wasn't it I mean but if you looked at it at first when when they slowed the slow-mo I thought what's going to happen here because you know he's barely been touched and then, <laughs> and then he decides he's, he's going to do the splits <laughs> um, so I think we we will we will miss him um, because he looks like the only the only player who's who's going to run at people um, and get him behind. Mm. Uh, and he looked like he, he looked like he was he was threatening in the early stages. Do you think I didn't think he was in the game at all? To be honest with you, I think he got a couple of good flick ons, but he should have done better with the with the back pass. Yeah, mm. he should have done better with that. But apart from that, I thought he looked he looked like he was he was trying to make things happen. He looked busy. Someone in the uh, the comment section on my player ratings made a good comment I'm going to get it up now about Clayton and it was that it wasn't let me get it up it wasn't more the fault that it was it wasn't exactly Clayton's fault that he wasn't involved in the game so much as that and as you said Tom we were all we were doing was giving the ball out to Feeney and hoping something would happen and he couldn't not get he couldn't get involved at all so do you cut him any slack um, Johnny do you think we're going to listen um... yeah I do I mean he, he works hard when he comes on and he was very unfortunate to get injured I don't really know how he did it. Obviously, it's it's tough when you're out there. They, if you've ever been on like a professional pitch like that, they're, they're very flat and they, they water it before, don't they? So it's very slippy. Um, so he's obviously he's just lost his footing and it, it looks like it could be quite a nasty one, really. Let's hope it's not. But mm. I think he, he did well to get involved. There were times when he, he kind of Mark Davis-esque sort of driving through the middle. and But there's, there's not really much on. I mean, it was when we were going forward like that in the first half, it was either, does he go... Out wide to Feeney on the right, which mm. is nine times out of ten, or out wide on the left to Prattley, or I think Amiobi was out there yeah. a few times as well. And it's there's not really much else on. We've only really got in that team last night. You, mm. You've got Mark Davis forward through the middle, Clayton before he goes off, and Feeney on the right. Who are the only three yeah. players in the team that could really do much? Mm. But you look at Brentford, mm. uh, obviously a much better side than us, and have, have got sort of a, a high quality of players all round really. But I mean, they've got people. Both their full-backs going forward. I know Casado and Vela try their best. And Casado had quite a good game last night. Yeah, I he thought. was my outfield man of the match for us. Yeah, so, I mean, you've got... We've got that, but they had players in all areas of the pitch willing to carry the ball. And um, that guy, I can't remember his name. He played... Stitch. holding. No, no, holding oh, midfield. For them? Yeah, the... McCormack? Um, or Diego? Oh, McCormack was quality. Yeah, they were both good, to be honest. That The... Two really, really solid holding midfielders, yeah. and they were they can play and get forward, and one sits and one goes, and they were just really, really good. I thought. Mm, yeah, I agree. I thought McCormack was probably. I think he was him and Judge were their best players, and 
they were the ones making everything happen in the midfield and the way McCormack broke really well with pace and could do quick passing but again because our midfield was see I don't think I thought Dan's did alright I think he whenever the, when we were piling on the pressure he was always there to keep it on he was they were, he was breaking up play quite well but when Brentford came forward they were just, he couldn't get anywhere near him none of them could Matt Davis if anything looked past it and that's what one of my mates said who watched the game you know just watching Bolton for the first time, just says Matt Davis looks past it from what he remembers of him back in the Premier League days and stuff like that. And that that tackle sums it up really yeah, for Davis. Late and just, just slow, not um, not really on the pace of the game. Um, I mean, it's to be, it's unfair to say that he's like that all the time, but yeah. but um, going forward, he's much better than he is defensively. That's the reason he's picked up five yellow cards with mm. with rash tackles and just I going think, in late on people and just no, he's just not really got that yeah. willingness to track back as much as he used to when he, he first started playing for us. I think he's a player certainly even just this season. I think he's gone hiding a little bit. I remember against Wolves, he was amazing. That last our only win, he was the reason. Oh, he didn't score, of course, but he was the reason in that same position in midfield why we won because he was just up and down all game. It was just he just seems to have regressed so much, like. Fatley, who was again pretty shocking on the left, and, <laughs> and many others. Yeah. So I think, I think we've like said the only players we can really say who played really well for us was Amos, who kept us in it with some pretty amazing saves at some points. Uh, the one when they were one 0 up in the first half, when I think it may have been Vibe who went through, who is shit, and um, Amos made a big save there. Then there was Casado. So, yeah, one on one, wasn't it? Yeah. Casado yeah. yeah. was very good, probably our best attacker, along with Feeney. He was always up there getting crosses in. And how good is it to have a player who can actually take a corner for once? I know. I mean, that. that um, I thought he'd scored. Oh, yeah. With the short corner. Which the short corner. Yeah, was love that. They cleared it from underneath the bar. Mm. I thought. I, I was. Oh, my laptop nearly went. Yeah. I thought he's uh, he's bagged here, but yeah, he was he was brilliant, and he's got a really really good left foot, and it's good to get it in. And it frustrates me when they take short corners, especially mm. when he's he's taking a left footed in swinger. Yeah, uh, you just think well, it actually worked well. The first time yeah, especially seen. against against them last night. Like they were saying on commentary as well that they were struggling to cope mm. with us, and they were when we had that spell of about ten or fifteen minutes worth of pressure. We had about five or six corners. That's didn't we? why I find it so so surprising that we had two more penal- two more corners. Sorry, in the final 10 minutes and Feeney started taking them when Casado yeah. had been taken it's like why why it's out, out swinging corners never hardly ever work in swinging you want to get it into the mixer yeah that's enough of players who played reasonably well let's talk about the shitters Medine came on for Clayton and he had one highlight which was after he fucking spooned a 35 yard volley predicted behind to the net he appeared to shout something at Neil Lennon. At first, we've all presumed it was Scottish prick, and then I think the consensus came to, I was having a shot, you prick. Now, Tom, where do you lie on this bad mouth for it from a player who couldn't score from four yards against Burton Albion, but has now decided he can do Tony uh, Yaboa volleys? Um, right, let's get it right. What's he do? I mean, he, he's got no right to be doing that. But to be honest, he's just—he's got nothing in front of him. Um, I'd say he had Feeney and Amiobi on both sides, though. The, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's—it's it's Feeney and Amiobi. Amiobi 
Amiobi had an absolute stinker. See, I think he, he had a stinker. He he did in front of goal, but I think he's still our best striker, and I think he his hold up play in general was all right. But I yeah. thought I agree. I thought he held the, held the ball at well, but in front of goal, I'll side with you on that one, Tom. He was bad. Yeah, very should, very bad. He's, he's about that chance. He's after, about trying to, after trying to replicate Nicholas and Elka after about fifteen minutes. Oh, that was close. That, that was, was not a bad effort, you know. After that, after that, I thought. He, he did nothing of note. He should have scored. There was a lot of him just after our equaliser. There was a lot of him getting to the area where the ball was too mm, late. Yeah. When the ball was in the air, he was getting there uh, as the clearing header was but coming. He's an old bloke, and you know, what more can he you is, expect? From him? Anyway, is, yeah. you were saying, Medin. So, uh, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be shooting from there. But I, I mean, he didn't. He, he didn't have a. He didn't have a lot on. If it was anybody else calling the manager out like that then I'd say that we've got a problem with the players respecting the manager but you've got to think that you know this is our grade A idiot Gary Medine isn't it so we've got to we've got to take it with a pinch of salt but if you, you don't sign a donkey and then expect it to win the Grand National like what I mean he's having he's having a goal you signed him like what I'm surprised is he's our manager sat there pulling his face like a spoiled little brat in the second half, and that was the the first thing to get him off his ass, and that was, was to berate his player. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, he, he shouldn't be shooting from there. But what what's what's he going to help giving him giving him a, a, a bollocking like that? Wait until full time. I'm mm. sure he's bollocking him every Saturday. I'm sure he's telling him how crappy he is every Saturday, mm. which is but. I mean, he's just created a situation there. And when you've got a, someone, a character like Gary Medine, you know, what, what do you expect from him? He's not going to put his hands up and say, sorry, boss. He's going to react like that, isn't he? Because he's a yeah, he's okay, he's yeah. loose cannon. Okay. Johnny, do you have any anything to add to that? No, he's a bit of a tool, isn't he, Medine? Mm. He is, um, I don't know who said it, it was one of the uh, one of the other line of the end of Sweet Lads, but someone said, Gary Medine is a bricklayer or a plasterer who has convinced someone he's a footballer somewhere along the line. Mm. And uh, he's, he's an idiot. He is. He's just not. He's just clearly, you can tell by the way he acts and what he said last night, he's just not a very intelligent person. To do it when fucking, when you're broadcasted live on Sky, it's just... Obviously, obviously. I mean, any anybody in their right mind would know that if you spoon a shot, even if you if you have a shot in football from anywhere in the ground, yeah. the camera as mo- the moment that ball goes in or goes over the bar or gets deflected or goes out for a corner, the cameras will be on you in some capacity. So to turn to your manager and say that, you just got to think, use your brain, man. Yeah, well he didn't. He, we, we could see from the shot that he wasn't. But um, another player who I thought was particularly shite, probably the worst player in the pitch for us, was Devee. <laughs> he's attracted to a ball like a fly is attracted to shit. He can't help himself all the time. You just watch, just watch him. It was good on Sky because the view at Bolton is literally a, like an offside view, isn't it? Just a bit further up, and you could just see it every time. There was one point Devitt literally went into defensive midfield following someone, and Dan's went centre back. It's like fucking hell. What is it? Why? I know Prince fucked up massively against Reading. I don't care. He's ten times the player Devitt is and Prince has Prince and Wheater have to be starting every game because again another player did play well actually. Wheater had another very solid game and saved us in the end with a very good block. But oh, Devitt. What, what do you think of Devitt, Johnny? Back I absolutely up. I absolutely despise him. <laughs> he, he's got to be He's by far, in fact, he's not got to be. He's by far and away one of the worst defenders we've ever had. And it's a shame because he started off so well. 
Well, yes, yeah. He, he's turned into one of the worst defenders we've ever had. Like mm. last night, the. I think it might have been Amos that pulled us out of the shit and made a bit of a good save, but yeah. they they were attacking as Brentford do, pass, pass, pass. Ball comes down the uh, the left hand side. Vela gets left for dead because he's gone to press out or whatever. And then as their as their um, left hand side midfielders sort of closing in on the box, and David he just looks laboured. Mm. He looks like he can't. He looks like a fat bloke running on New Year's Day. It, I was like, oh, just come on, on mate. At least make an attempt. To get there, he just looks like he can't be bothered. Yeah. And I, he strikes me as the kind of player that would be really asked about not being paid for November. He strikes me as the kind of player that would would kind of hold that against the club and think, "Well, I'm not playing properly now I'm, because of that." I'm annoyed because I thought I liked, I really liked him at first, you know, and I thought even at the beginning of this season he improved a bit, but he's just he he just can't help himself. Tom, do you, do you have anything to say in Big Dorian? No, he's just he's just a, he's just one of the he's just a confidence player, isn't he? You can, Maybe yeah. You can see that when he plays well, and you can see it now. I mean, like you said, the view was was perfect from um, if you're looking at his performance defensively from a from an armchair fan's perspective, because he was out of step with the rest of the back line yep. throughout, and Brentford seemed to play it really well. I mean, the goal came from him taking two three steps out of his back line when he didn't necessarily need to he's no. going out to he's going out to get tight to the man but he didn't necessarily need to i mean they they only had two in an advanced position they had vibe and judge they didn't need, really need to to step out um and it, and it's cost us the goal i mean don't get me wrong like like we've like we've all said it was a lovely finish but he just seemed out of sync with the rest of the back four all mm. game why is why, why is Prince not playing? I know there's been all this because I know he's just had a baby, hasn't he? And stuff, the mistake but... against Reading's he, he fucked up, didn't he? Massively, he led to the goal, so I'm guessing he's just dropped him because he's on ah, the bench. I don't think that's a reason to drop him, no. and he, he surely, surely he's got to play against Cardiff. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, we'll come on to that. Is there any other player you any of you want to talk about being shit or otherwise? I thought, Vela, I thought Vela had an off game last night. Isn't off games the norm for Vela at this well, point? Well, see, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Josh Vela at right back. I mm. think he's better at right back than he is in centre midfield. Yeah, I think that's the way but, everyone's swinging. But having said that, I thought, like, to be honest, I thought, or, I know when we were all chatting about it when the goal went in last night, that um, someone said, oh, we ducked. Um, I think Daveed got a bit of blame as well. But I thought it was. Initially, it was Vela who got caught. Very weak and didn't get goal side. Yeah. No, he was, he was massively out of position, which led to the space for... Was it Judge who set the goal up? up? Yeah. yeah. So, Judge got in behind him and then, yeah. and then squared it. And like we say, it was a really good finish. But yeah, I thought Vela didn't have the best of games last night. I thought he did really well going forward. He was really good. And he was offering the overlap for Feeney all the time. And Feeney started using him second half. And he was really tidy on the ball and in possession. But yeah, defensively, he was very shaky. Um, yeah. Did you want to talk about someone, Tom? Um, our more senior players, mm-hmm. um, chiefly, um, Mark Davis, Darren Prattley. Yeah. Um, what I'm, what I'm begging for at the minute is someone who who's been here a while, someone who's you know worn the captain's armband in the past, someone who's Wheat supposed has. to. Yeah, someone who's. I mean, Wheater's doing it, but he's the only one. He's, only he's so the only he one can, doing it. There's only so much he can do from centre half. No, I will tell you who else is doing it. Though, to be fair, I tell you who was the biggest leader I saw on that pitch last night. It was surely on me all, but he was doing. I know it's funny, but he was doing the. Uh, te- he was the one doing the team talk in the before the game in the huddle, 
Um, he was the one who was like, when we had a throw-in and nobody was moving, he was the one who would take responsibility and come over and try and do something with it. And, you know, despite his maybe his, you know, his lack of quality, now at least he's still got the heart for it. And he is one who's still, like, he was still playing for his future before no fucker got paid. So... He's, he's been there, changed. hasn't he? He's mm. been there and done it. He's done it with. He's been up and down with Newcastle. He's he's been sort of around the houses in his career, and he he, he should be setting an example to the senior players who then set who then set the example to the younger players, the likes of Vela and mm. and people like Prince and and that. And it should be sort of what Amiobi does should be sort of leading mm. on to people like Prattley and Matt Davis because I, I don't at the moment like I, although Darren Prattley spoke quite well in pre- and post-match yeah, interviews last night. I, I don't think he, he's appearing like a captain on the pitch. No, he's regressed back to the you know, the shambling, lanky-legged fool that we had pre-Lennon. But, yeah, what can you do? There's nothing else Nothing else anyone wants to add at all? No, happy. Uh, no. Spearing, Spe- Spe- maybe? Would it, um, could he have got in the, t- in the side last night? I think maybe so. Spearing coming on for... Clayton when he was injured and pushing Davis further forward might have been somewhere to go but no it's give and take of these days isn't it I'm just glad Dobby didn't come on for him because that would have been fucking torture Spearing's too busy uh, clearing up the tea and biscuits from his house after the crisis meeting (laughs) (laughs) Oh, more more on crisis meetings and Bolton Wanderers in fucking peril after this short break Welcome back to Love Pod 38. Now, it's never, you know, it might be depressing, it might be occasionally joyous, but it's never dull at Bolton Wanderers. And it's been another week of frantic fucking money problems and just even the fucking wider internet and the world is starting to take notice that we are a club steadily declining into fucking God knows where. But. So the big news this week, which you know, very handedly timing broke hours before we were set to play a very important game, was that no senior player, no senior Bolton Wanderers player, was paid for the month of November. Now I believe all the youngsters were, as in the youth teams. I don't know if youth team stretches to the likes of Clough and Vella and Walker, who were first team players but are still young. So that's no, that's a bit of a grey area, but. They've not been paid, and I think I think the staff, I think all like backroom staff and office staff and things like that were paid for November as well. But apart from that, the senior players have not been paid. No, and then other news is we spent a one million pound on agents in this this last year. So even though we've not spent a penny on players, we spent play, pennies on not spending money on players to bring free players in, which is quite a mouthful. And then in another update to the club. He's getting quite chatty, old Trevor Birch. He said, The club's position is increasingly perilous and new investment is needed quickly. Tom, will Bolton Wanderers still be a club as we know it in 12 months' time? Wow. Um, God, I hope so. Same. As much as I moan about him and they do my head in, and it's like being trapped in the most depressing, disappointing, loveless marriage of all time. I don't know what I'd do without them. Um, and I am starting to genuinely worry. 
Mm, I mean, I mean, after all the, I mean, the optimism of the takeover talks last week. I mean, I, I, I turned my phone on after work yesterday to find out um, that nobody had been paid, and then I, I, I turned my phone on today from work, and these rumours that you know there's there's no takeover bid that's satisfying all the criteria yeah. that's been Another set. Thing Bert said, yeah. I'm just worrying. gonna, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna switch my phone off and walk around wearing earplugs. For the rest, of, for the rest of the week, because it, it, it's it's not getting any better at the minute. So, so that answers the question: Will we be still the same club as we know it in twelve months' time? Um, as mm, yeah, a very unconvincing yes. Yeah, it's very much so. Johnny, same question to you: Will we still be around? As we know him right now, or at least better than we know him right now, in twelve months' time, or does this ship keep sinking? No, I think I think we're in a much better position than the likes of Blackpool and uh, Wigan. Because what about Portsmouth and Leeds when they I don't, went? I don't think we'll go as bad as Portsmouth. Um, if you look at, are you Tom, worrying about it? Like, is it a concern? Is it yeah, around? of course. It's, I think it's a concern for most Bolton fans that sort of know know to the extent of, of what it's like to go go that far down as a club and come from where we've come from in such a short space of time. But having said that, I think like what Trevor Birch has said, there's no there's no party that's satisfying all the criteria to the whoever it is they need to impress. Um, I think there will be someone out there if it's not already one of the people that have already put their interest in who might have to sort of tweak their bid a little bit or see if they can get another investor on board. I know it sounds dead dramatic mm. in a statement, but I mean, if you look at it in, in real world terms, it might just be sort of a few amendments that need to be made. I'm, I know I'm being super, super optimistic here, yeah. but you'd like to think that they wouldn't announce that there were parties interested then they wouldn't address the speculation if, if it wasn't relatively close. It's mm. not like the Great. three of us just... <clears throat> The three of us just sort of empty our bank accounts and register our interests as a as a line of Vienna Street Consortium. <laughs> imagine, think, imagine the few. I know. Well, if I think if the listeners want to have a bit of a wit round, we should definitely start that. I think we've discussed it already, but it's seeming seeming like now that's more of a, a likely prospect. Man, man, with the price we're going, fucking hell! Wasn't it City today who sold thirteen percent of the City Football Group, which is City, New York, Australia, Melbourne? For the same price that he originally bought Manchester E for, which was four hundred million pounds six it's years dollars. ago, it's ridiculous. Like, why can't? I'm obviously the, these people are so rich; they're not stupid with their money. But surely there's someone out there that can see there's a little bit of potential in our club, where we've come from, and it, it, there's no. It's going to be debt free. It's going to. What's he asking for? Fifteen million. Yep. I mean, that's not a lot of money. There's there's players in the Premier, a lot of players in the Premier League that were signed for. Uh, a lot more money than that. For three hundred and seventy-five million less than that Chinese group has just bought thirteen percent of the City Football Group. For they could have had their own football club, and then they could have 
put another £375 million worth of investment into it and made us the best team in the world. Can you imagine? I don't, I don't want to because it's too depressing that we can't do it. I don't, get how, I don't get how some other clubs continue to get takeovers when we're surely just, with all our assets and his, like, successful recent history and stuff like that, I just don't get how, and with Eddie Davis now wiping the debt, I just don't see how we're not a more attractive proposition to like mega rich people. When you look at like teams like Sheffield Wednesday, who got about 18 takeovers since I've been alive, it's just, I just don't, and Leeds, and I know Leeds is a much bigger club, don't get me wrong, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. But um, one person who may be investing <laughs> is Amir Khan, who we've all talked about what that he's invested, you know, he's backed the Holdsworth bid and stuff like that. But in a report in the Daily Mirror today, on the website, I should say, um, he's said that he actually would put his own money in. Now, Tom, what? how much, well, for a start, does Amir Khan actually have any money to put in? And are you, you know, overjoyed? At, would you be overjoyed at seeing him being our owner or part yeah. owner? We'll just we'll just send him send him over to America to get knocked out by Deontay Wilder or someone like that, and then that'll be enough to buy the mm. club, won't it? He'll mm. get his purse from that, and he can just. He, he, do you know who he reminds you of Amir Khan? Do you remember Mark Park from um, that Peter Kay thing? Well, <laughs> which Peter Kay thing? <laughs> no, that that was the name of the show. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> when Mark when Mark Park makes it big. Uh, when he starts off, he's he's wearing a Bolton shirt and he's selling fruit and veg on Bolton Market. And then when he makes it big and he gets a personalised number plate, he starts wearing a Man United shirt. <laughs> and then when he uh, when he when he falls again, he's, he's back in a Bolton shirt. And that's what Amir Khan reminds me of because yeah. he, when he started out, he was coming to the Reebok and you know come to show us his his gold medal and played in a couple of charity matches. And then after a while, he started popping up at the Etihad and Old Trafford. And now again, all of a sudden, he's uh, he's interested. So what I'd do with Amir Khan is send him out to the States to get knocked out by Danny Garcia again. And then uh, with his purse from that, he can he can buy us. That's quite something, isn't it? It's just, it's just mad. I think Khan's quote was, according to the other mirrors, I'm prepared to put some money in into the consortium. And Dean Holdsworth is also prepared to put some money in. So breaking news from old Amir, the... Johnny, have you, what are your thoughts on Khan? Would you be happy with him? I've just done a bit of Googling there whilst Tom was talking. And, I mean, as of July 2013, according to various sources, Amir Khan's net worth was £23 million, which is $38 million. Um, so you'd think he's got a, a fair bit. Of, I didn't expect him to have that much. I mean, he's not going to be... He's not going to go for a 100% takeover on his own, I don't think. Like you say, he's going to put some money into the consortium. But... I mean, he is a legitimate business prospect with his pedigree and he's done a lot of fights and if he has a, any fights coming up in the future, because I don't think he's not fought for quite a while. Mm. Um, so he could obviously host it at the Macron or will be some sponsor in some sort of capacity. Yeah. But then you think Dean Olds said he's going to put money in as well, but how much money has Dean Olds actually got? Well, that's the worry, isn't it? With like what that... Birch has said about the, in the takeover in the latest update. Does he have it? Because, like I said, it's not—it's a self-funded thing from Sports Shield, isn't it? Not with other investors like Stelios's was apparently. Why? Why? Why are not entertaining Stelios then? Is it because of this old English think, yeah. English buyer thing? Because that's a lot of shit. If I can, I can understand it. I can understand it a little bit. I can see why he'd want to keep it. When you can see, when you look at clubs like Blackburn, like um, 
you know, other teams that have... And no, don't get me wrong, teams under English ownership have gone fucking downhill as well. Just look at Blackpool. But when he looks at... I think it's the fear of people who don't know what they're doing coming in and then... I mean, but with it with someone... But he holds with not what he's doing. But you've got someone like Stelios, though, who's mm. who's oh, obviously do, yeah. a legend of the club, and he, surely he, he understands what, what needs to be done. And, and I think, to be honest, I think one of the main sticking points, obviously I don't I don't know this in detail, but I think one of the main problems is does the people and the sort of the body that are coming in, do they have the money to run the club, yeah. as in day-to-day running? Because it's about a million pounds a month, yep, they're saying nice. it costs. Yeah. So that's obviously... That's disposable cash that has to go somewhere. It's not like they've just got fifteen million quid to buy the the rights of the club and, and buy the ownership. They, they have to have that money. We're looking at what eighteen, twenty million disposable cash there for the next year and a half yeah. before we start actually turning a profit. Mm. Um, I think that's yeah. probably one of the main and then issues. You have to buy players on top of that. Et exactly. Et yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. It's just you know, we've still the, the, we brought the news about the takeover what two three weeks ago now, and the fact that it you know we needed to build on all that momentum that was all that positive momentum that was built during the international break, and we've not and you know we're just back into this dour mindset once again. One question I do have you yeah, before we wrap this short segment up is, if Bolton won, and it's very it's a very pessimistic, very pessimistic question, but you have to. You have to answer it. You can't pussy about. If Bolton Wanderers ceased to exist as a club completely, went out of business because we were skimmed, who, what football team would you then go and support? And you have to answer it. Tom, Tom was that a groan of disgust yeah. then? <laughs> even if, I, knew, I knew where the question was yeah. going. <laughs> even, if you, even if you won't do it actually, which team would you support if we went down? You've got to, you've got to say a team. Oh, fuck. It can't so... be a non-league team. Like, you oh, know, you bastard! It can like I'd go and support my local anti-league team like weekly, but just a, a, a football league team. Who would you want to support? I'm so, I'm so glad Chris isn't on the pod. <laughs> um, Why is that? Oh, I'm gonna get so much. Stick. Oh, he's going to say United. You know, you know. Oh, absolutely not. No, no, no. Oh, you know right. for a fact he's going to dedicate a segment of next week's podcast to giving you shit for this next <laughs> <Yeah>. answer. <laughs> just wait, just wait until this uh, this next segment where I'm in control. Dan. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> probably um, fucking. It would be. I have I have good reason to do so, um, based on my last job and where I worked for a few years um, it'd be Liverpool <laughs> thank god Chris is not on the pod Johnny oh god it's uh, what an horrible question this is. you can't you can't come out with like Port Vale or something like that no. <laughs> <laughs> stick your neck out I think I think based on the fact that there are members of my extended family yep. who are supporters of this club and by supporters I mean have grown up supporting the club and now live up north so that gives you a bit of a clue it would have to be Chelsea I fucking knew you were going to say oh. that that is grim <laughs> isn't it horrible and, and oh. I've got a serious love affair with Gary Cale and if any of the ah, listeners want to read about my love affair with Gary Cale there's a piece in the works which I'm hoping will be going on the site in the next week or so about why I miss Gary Cale so much mm. I didn't think Johnny 
when I said the word Liverpool Football Club <laughs> that I'd actually come out of this conversation better off. Oh, <laughs> don't worry, I've still got to go yet. Oh shit, here we go. <laughs> right. If it was purely football in terms, I'd support a team that was well run. That was just well run, good fans, good board, just a club done in the right way. And that way it'd either be Swansea or Southampton. Because they're just good clubs. That's not bad, you know. I'd, yeah. I'd quite like to be a Southampton fan. So I'd fucking love to be a Southampton fan. Or a I'd, fan I'd like or to be a fan. Palace Ultra. <laughs> That'd be something as well, yeah. That'd be good. I bet Swansea... And you'd have as well. I bet Swansea are alright, you know, as well. They've got... They, these are clubs which aren't... They're, they're a bit like a shit Leicester. Well, they were us when we were in the Premier League. Yeah, they... Yeah, they are really, and I, I look at those clubs now with admiration. I yeah, hope other, exactly. other people exactly. look to us with that kind of admiration when yeah. we were up there. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good plan. So there's a piece in that. I'll tell you that now. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not about just football teams. It's about where I live and family and whatnot. It's a toss up between two. Yeah, the first football match I ever watched. Oh, I know where this is going down. Don't do was it. Was in the Carling Cup, I believe. And it was at Turf Moor. No. And it was Burnley v Liverpool. No. And Jimmy Tayori Maradona the ball into his own net. I've always liked Burnley since that day. Oh my god. My best mate's a Burnley fan, and I've always had a soft spot for Burnley. That is horrendous. Then, Tom. And then my other my other flip of the coin. How have you made how have you made Johnny come out of this well? And then oh, what, 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 it's not over yet. And I've I, this is well documented. I've written written a piece on this before. My whole family, for a generation, like my whole family, my whole extended family, all supported one club. And before I liked football, it's the team I went by saying I supported because you know they're the best club in England. And so the other flip of the coin would be uh, <clears throat> uh, Manchester United. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm glad Chris isn't here. <laughs> so I'd have to flip a coin, and it'd be between those two. But but I'd, I'd go supporting Everton Coles because they're my they're my local team, and they're probably a lot more cheaper than those two teams. Oh yeah, you know what? I went to watch Everton Coles once, mm. and I've still got the tan line on me <laughs> against Bolton. <laughs> yeah, when I got sunburned, when I got sunburned, I've still got the tan line on me. Oh, what a great day that July. Was. It was a good day, that. Yeah, when it was, it was all good. optimistic and... Oh. Jordan Lussie running the show. Yeah. Uh, Kane yeah. Woolery breaking the line. Jamie Thomas smashing in penalties. Connor oh. Wilkinson. <laughs> Being shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those were the days. When we actually thought Yeskalainen would sign back with us because he told some fans he would. Oh, <laughs> take me back. Take me back. But anyway, next up, in the next segment of the Love Pod, as Tom just alluded to, he's gone off the rails. <laughs> And has decided he wants his own segment. So the first half of the next segment will be about well, Tom's team. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm sure that'll come up at some point. But well, I'll let I'll take the Britain and I'll let Tom introduce it next. So see you in a minute. Right, ladies and gentlemen, the revolution will not be televised. It will be via. Uh, the radio waves on this podcast. Chris is absent. Dan has been persuaded. I've twisted his arm. And it's time for a new segment that we might bring back in the future. Um, I'm trying to get you a little bit introduced, shall we say, (laughs) to our new division for next season, which is League One. So we're going to introduce the League One quiz. (laughs) 
I'll go through the rules, lads. Right. Okay. So you'll be given the option, a little bit like a, a question of sport or any other good sports quiz shows on the television. Uh, you'll be given the option of a home question, an away question, or a cup final question. Okay. I can't believe you proper plumbed this oh, out. Yeah. This this, I did this. I did this at quarter past six this morning as well. <laughs> uh, the home question is worth one point. The away question two. And the cup final question worth three. If you're tied, at the end of three questions each, there'll be a tiebreaker. Okay. So, so what do we do if you don't know the answer? If you don't know the answer, then you don't get any... Uh, we'll pass it on. Yeah, none of us... I, I'm going to presume neither of us know fuck all about League One. No, I know absolutely uh, fuck all. Well, s- s- some of the questions are, are all right. Some of them are quite What happens different. if we've both got nothing at the end of the round? Then we'll go straight to the tiebreaker. Okay. Into, you thought it's free. Um, I like it. And if you don't get the tiebreaker, we'll be here all night. But... Yeah, I, I hope there's a few people listening stuck in traffic because this could go on for a while. <laughs> um, Dan, because of previous comments, I'm going to let Johnny go first because you've wound me up. I did say I'd get my bench, so there you go. So, Johnny, question one. Do you want a home, away, or a cup final question? Uh, I think we'll go in easy with a home question, please, Tom. Okie doke. Um, there are seven teams in League One who have previously played in the Premier League, can you name four of them? Uh, Wigan. Uh, Sheffield United. Blackpool. And... Oh, this is tough. Millwall. No. Incorrect. Oh, can I say? Can I say what? Can I say one? Because I've got Dan. You Dan, you need one team to steal for the. Oh, first does he team. steal? What are we doing? Stealing? Yeah. Oh, Bradford City. It is Bradford City. Oh, oh! So Johnny's Johnny's done all the hard work, and then Dan oh, nips I'm in for David the point. Nugent. I've just ran in and just tapped the ball on. So uh, Johnny, you said Wigan, Blackpool, Sheffield United. Uh, sorry, Bradford City, didn't you? No, I said Bradford. Uh, sorry, Dan said Bradford City. Um, yeah. The other three you could have had were Coventry, Swindon and Oldham. Oh, Coventry, what a bastard. Gordon oh. Strachan, yeah. Ended his career at Coventry, or his playing career anyway. Oh. Dan, I'm do you want a home, go... away or cup final question? I'm going to go away since I've got a point on the board early doors. Okay. Um, which team has scored the most goals so far in League One this season? Coventry. Incorrect, John, for the steal. Um, who's riding high at the moment? Oh, shit. Peterborough. It's one all. Oh, it's two one. It's two one. Johnny gets his second point. Peterborough are the top scorers in the division so far. We'll take that. Oh, so know that. At the end of round one, Johnny, you've somehow managed to rescue a two-one lead. That's the risk of going away, Dan. It certainly is. Right, Johnny, round two. Do you want home, away, or cup final? Uh, how many rounds have we got? You've got two rounds left. Uh, well, I'll go away then. Oh, away. I thought it was like elimination. I thought if you had a home, then you'd have a home the next round. No, there's, there's, there's enough for everybody. I've never watched Question Sport before, so I don't know. <laughs> Fucking hell, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh... You've had the team that scored the most goals. Um, which team in League One has the worst goal difference? Um, it's going to be someone in the bottom four, isn't it? 
Sorry, I'm not prepared to give you any clues. <laughs> I'm trying to bleed it out of you. <laughs> Shall we say... Oh, who's doing, who's doing really badly? If I say a team, but I don't lock in the answer because I need to think out loud. Is that all right or not? Is that against the rules? I'll let it slide because it's against Dan. Oh, good. I don't... It could be crew, but I don't think it is crew. Um, is it Colchester? He's done it again, ladies. Oh, no! <laughs> it's 4-1. Guess in there, Danny. I'm going to shock her, mate. <laughs> Two guesses. I'll take that. <laughs> right, Dan. <sighs> Cup final would draw your level. But... Home or away could get you a few points back up on the board. What are you going to go for? Cup final. Oh. Cup final question. Fucked it, fucked it. Robert Grant is currently the top scorer of which League One club? Oh, fuck me. Oh. Don't you dare Google it. Oh. Robert Grant. Oh, I've not got Swindon. It's not. It passes to Johnny. Oh. Robert Grant. I'm going to take an absolute wild stab in the dark. Port Vale. Incorrect. Oh, oh, if I'd have got that right, I'd have quit. I'd have just podcast finished. The answer is Fleetwood Town. Oh, I'd, I had a team in red in my head and I went for fucking whatever they're called. Right, so Johnny, you currently lead 4-1. So just think about that when you're choosing your next question, home, away or cup final. Uh, I'm going to go home. You're going to go for a home That's question. Uh, in fact, no, no. Let's let's no. Uh, can I change my answer, please, adjudicator? I'll go with a cup final. You're gonna go cup final. Mm. Okay. Um. Right. Well, I've just written the question for this one without an answer, so just let me double check. Uh. Right. Bear with me. Internet. Bear with you. I'm just watching. I've just seen something. Apparently, there's been three games in League One tonight, and they've all been nil nils. So ain't that ain't that exciting, everybody? Fantastic. Well, we love a nil-nil, so Aye. fit right in. fucking cut your hand off for a nil-nil, to be honest with you. Like, if we got a nil-nil on Saturday, which we'll move on to. We'll move on to Saturday's game after this. When Tom's finally fucking prepared his quiz. I'm just I'm just allowing you to do your own thing. Well, you can t- you've got to take control of this show. You don't get Sue Barker doesn't quickly check the answers, does she, on a question of sport? <laughs> right, here you go. Here's your question. Fred Onyadinma is a midfielder for which League One team? Fred on your dinner. I couldn't even spell that if I wanted to fucking Google it. Right, let's have a think. Not allowed a clue, am I? No. Not in, uh, not in the cup final. Oh, bastard. Is it... Burton? It's not Burton Albion. Damn. Cup oh, final sorry. question. So what, to so level what, it up at four four, and I need to. So I need to like get this really to like be in of a shout. Teams, 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 teams. Has it like been mentioned before already in the quiz? I'm I'm behind. I can ask for clear. Has it been mentioned by anyone? Has who been mentioned? Has the team been mentioned in any answer that's gone? Uh, I don't think so. Oh no! Can I? Yeah, I'm sorry. I've just googled it. Yeah, it has. Sorry. Well, let's, let's level the stage because we. We like a tiebreak for the listeners, so I, I can I can confirm that it has been mentioned. The club, Millwall. 
I don't believe Let's. it. <laughs> <laughs> Get in there. Get in there, my son. Oh, is this a tiebreaker? No, have I got a final question to win? You've got final questions. Oh, oh no. Did you not, did you not, did you not like, realise it was that? So, yeah. Johnny, when I did say you're leading 4-1, think about which question you ask. I you could have had it wrapped up. up. I, Tom, I'm rooting for you here, mate. I want the listeners to want this feature back every week. You should have gone home, mate. You should have gone home. I know. Right, Dan, it's four apiece. It's the last question. Are you going to go home, away, <laughs> or cup final? I'm going to go home. Tom. What a you bastard. <laughs> okay. There are seven League One clubs... In the northwest, name all seven. Bury. Oh, are you not going to say correct as I say them? No, I want your first seven answers. Wigan, Blackpool, Fleetwood, Dotton, that's it, northwest. Oldham, oh shit, uh, Rochdale, shit, oh no. <laughs> Would it add to the pressure if I told you that all six so far are correct and you're looking for the one remaining? Oh, oh, oh. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Who else is there? Crew! No! Yes! (laughs) Crew Alexandra, seven out of seven. Daniel Murphy wins. He's clawed it back. He's clawed it back. Oh, hey, Tom, that was a fucking excellent feature. I'm not going to share the tiebreaker with you because I think that might have to be a rollover for uh, for next time. Yeah, the League One quiz. I, it, well, if you, you could change subjects if you want, but I, I like how you. Uh, I like the idea of it familiarising familiarising it us with next year's destined demise. Well, yeah. well the on, the only issue is first away game next season when we go to whatever away game pub it is everyone will have the same stats ready to uh, <laughs> to ask each other questions yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway we'll bring that back yeah. very good that. I'm great gonna start, I'm going to start the hashtag bring back the league one quiz yeah. great great, <laughs> great. I, I appreciate the, the 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 effort you went to with that as well very good like yeah well done fucking redemption <laughs> redemption from cleaning my teeth there you oh, go right, yeah you've, you've given the people yeah. what they want fair play we won't hold you to that anymore until you do it again at some point, which would be funny. <laughs> anyway, we're still in the championship just yet, and we have a game on Saturday, unfortunately. And we're still at home. We play Cardiff City at home. Whoa. And Cardiff City are actually aren't that bad at the minute, are they? Even though I thought they'd finally fucking implode under themselves after, uh, you know, after just the utter shittery that's just gone on there in the last few years. They currently sit in 10th. The last game was at Burnley. They were actually 2-0 up away at Burnley. and um, Or oh, might have been home. No, it was home at Burnley, sorry. And um, fucked it up as Burnley came back late on to Drew 2-2. Before that, they lost 2-0 to Derby, which is fair enough. They then beat Reading, which is something we couldn't do. Then lost to Leeds, a draw at Ipswich, a 2-0 draws, then a draw at Bristol City, a win over Middlesbrough. So they're getting big results. 0 0 with Preston, 1 1 with Brighton, another big result, and beating Charlton 2 1. So they're currently sitting in 10th, and they're not doing that too bad for themselves. Even John Mason's actually doing half decently. So, Johnny, what team would you have out there on Saturday? Um, Amos in goal. Yep. Um, explain your changes for us. 
Yeah, well, same back four, bar Devee out for Prince. Yep. Um, and then two in front of the same formation as we played against Brentford yep. last night. Um, I would have Spearing and... Who else played there last night? Dans and Davis. Dans, sorry. Yeah, Spearing and Dans uh, sitting in there. I'd play... Probably stick with Prattley on the left because there's no one else. I'd play Mark Davis in through the middle, um, more attacking, and I think we should learn a lot from Brentford and have uh, one sit in and one going. Probably Spearing sitting in and Dan's pushing a little bit further forward to support Davis mm-hmm. in that defensive midfield role. Feeney on the right, obviously, and um, probably Amiobi up top because I don't think Medine's done enough to earn his place in mm. the starting lineup. Well, Tom, Tom, what would your team be? Not too dissimilar, um, yeah. slightly different from Johnny's. I'd go Amos as well. Um, Laurie Wilson, captain at right back. Yes, naturally. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I would bring uh, Prince and his calamitous ways alongside David Wheater. Um and Dean Moxie in yeah. at left back. He played for the reserves. He played for the reserves tonight, so I'm assuming he'll be back. So I will put Moxie at left back. Yeah. Um, I'll put Vela. In central midfield with Jay Spearing. I'm going to go Casado on the left of the three. Interesting, I'm liking the Oh, wow. Because I think he showed far more going forward than defending. Now, I don't think he had a particularly bad game defensively, yeah. but he just looked stronger going forward. Mm. So I'll put Casado left on the uh, attacking side that way. Um, Prattley through the middle. Right. Interesting. Feeney on the right, obviously. And Gary Medine yeah. to start up front, score within the first five minutes, run to Neil Lennon and scream obscenities in his face. So Mike Davis <laughs> dropped for you then? He's, He's suspended, isn't oh, he? Oh, of course, yeah. He's banding that. So who do you have in that attacking role then? Johnny, because you put Davis in your team. Yeah, I just remembered he's banned. I would probably... Stephen Dobby. No, get the fuck out of town. <laughs> um, I'd probably reshuffle my team then based on Tom's, I reckon. We'll yeah. go Pratt through the middle because he does, he does like running with the ball at his feet. A bit more power in the air as well with Casado yeah. and Phoenix crosses in the middle. And then we'll go Casado on the left and Moxie at left back. That's sort of that- under the... Under the impression that we're not rushing Moxie back to yeah. he's broke his toenail or whatever it is. Yeah, and that's my when with my team. I think that's my problem. I think we rushed Prattley back, and I, yeah, he came out of nowhere and was back in the team. And I really don't want it to happen to Moxie because I don't want him to go back to how shit he was last season. Like he's no. been one of our best players this year. So Amos in it, obviously. I'd stick with Casado at left back just for one more week, give Moxie some time, and then after that, I'd, I'd surely be. I'd, Definitely be up for Casado playing on the left wing. We turn Prince in the middle, and I'd probably stay with Vela at right back again just for one more week. Even Ooh. though, even though I do think Wilson or Pisano should be getting another opportunity at some point in midfield, I'd go Dan's. So I thought he was pretty decent against Brentford, and Luke Bratton because we've still not fucking seen a sight of him. You know, and as I said last week, when I wanted him to start. You know, we've thrown enough shit at the wall. It's time to throw a slightly different colour of shit and see if this one stick, sticks. Did he play tonight? No. Um, yes, he did. 
along with Emil Heske, who would not be on my bench. Um, but someone who did play for the reserves, who I would start and he actually scored, was Tom Walker. I'd have him back on the left wing because he'd give us a bit more balance than what we have with Prattley there. <coughs> someone who actually can get to the byline, swinging crosses, probably work better with Casado as well. I was because I was. I didn't really know who I'd play in the middle until you said Prattley, and I think that does make a bit more sense. He can. He's not leaving a position as much when he goes on his inevitable wanders if he's playing in the middle. So he can he can roam the pitch a bit more and get involved. Whereas if he doesn't on the left, he's leaving Casado exposed quite a lot. So I'd put him there. Feeney on the right, because, you know, he's been our best player this season, whichever way, whatever way you look at it. And I'd stick with Scholler up front for now, because despite everything, I still think he's our best striker, which, you know, is a sorry state of affairs. But what can you do? What do we think of that team? It's got a Miobi in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheery as ever. Right. <laughs> How do we think the game's going to go? What are our predictions? Etc. 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 I think Tom. if we... Sh- oh, oh, Johnny. What? We'll go with Johnny. Oh, sorry. Sorry, that. I sorry. That I thought, Dan, I thought you were just opening the floor up there. I, I did. I forgot, was... well, I forot my duties of host. And, the... and now, now he's wanting it to swallow him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Chris will be fucking going mad. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> the floor is yours. Um, I think if we start in the way that we started against Brentford, I think we'll do all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like you said before, they've, they've had some good results, Cardiff, in the past few weeks. But I think we've been, by and large, pretty good against them in the last few years. So I would like to think that we can sort of Come out of the come out of the blocks, hit the ground running, and hopefully there'll be a little bit more clarity off the field by the time we get to yeah. the game. The players will have some money adding up to their inevitably six-figure bank balances. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't know what score it's going to be. I'm going to go for another draw at home. I think I'll go one all again. Thomas, I'm going to go slightly less audacious than last week's. Jimmy Phillips led 3-1 victory. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, it will be a Neil Lennon team. Mm. And because Neil Lennon teams don't win football matches, I'm going to go 2-1 Cardiff. Mm, I'm edging quite similar to you. I think Cardiff are somehow proved themselves to be a good team this year they've got quite a lot of attacking players I think if they start with Jones up front though I think Wheat will eat him for breakfast really I don't think he's particularly good they've got like I said they've got to the time Tony Watt on loan from Charlton who I believe scored against us last time we played them at least in the league or maybe last season he's definitely scored against us at some point so he'll probably fucking net one at some point as well Mason is absolutely destined to score because you know, reasons. Makeda will probably score against us as well because, you know, people hate him because he used to play for United. They've got good wingers. They've got Whitney. Surely, surely you don't hate him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You've got a song for him, haven't you? I have no idea. Go on, Dan. Tell the listeners your song for Makeda. I, I have no idea what <laughs> on earth you're on about. <laughs> but they also have, um, you know, the likes of uh, Noon. They've just got good players all over the pitch, really. It's surprising what that they've always done... What about United left-back Fabio De Silva? What do you think about him? 
well, he didn't play the last game, so I don't have an opinion. <laughs> now you can't fucking. I've I've taken control of this. I've written about it before. You can't know to spin it against me and actually say I'm a fucking United fan. You dick. It's not okay. on. Chaos is raining it's at Lockport Towers. Not on. It's definitely not on. But yeah, I think they'll beat us handily. I think it'll be two nil, and then the Macron will be a pit of booze in the aftermath, which. Will not be fun, and it makes me glad I will not be there in my safe haven in Sheffield. So, yeah. If anyone else has anything, any other thoughts before the game they'd like to share? Are there any other ex-Man United players playing for Cardiff on Saturday? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Fraser Campbell, no, he's not there Uh, anymore. There's one called Fuck Off, but apart from that, (laughs) I can't really see anyone. What's this? Oh... To all the listeners, Dan's just sent me an email. He wants yeah. to do a segment next week on yeah. how f- um, Phil Neville's getting on at Valencia. Oh, to be fair, though, uh, that's going to be glorious. Dan's Spanish corner. We can get some like, maracas <laughs> in the background, can't we? We'll, just, we'll all drink sangria for 15 minutes whilst he talks about <laughs> Valencia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could oh, play left-back, he could play right-back, he could play central midfield, and now he's managing Valencia. I can see it now. You can't deny that it's not going to be a glorious thing, though, seeing Phil fucking Neville in the dugout of a top Spanish side. Phil Neville corner, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're playing Madrid in it or something. Or Barcelona. Is that his first game? I'm pretty sure it's one of the big two. Imagine if he won. Imagine if he won. That'd be something else. Anyway, we're going to end this shit chat right here because I can't (laughs) deal with these insults. We'll be back (laughs) swiftly with the final segment, the Lompoc question, and... I don't think any of us are going to have any good answers to this, so it might be might be an interesting ordeal. See you then. Right, it's annoyed me, love publishers. So I've just done my countdown wrong differently for like the first time ever doing this. I did instead of doing five, four, three, two, one, like Thunderbird style. I did three, two, one, and it's thrown me off guard. I'm slightly on edge here. I've done it wrong, but anyway. I'm as a result. Yeah, after that slight weird beginning to this here segment, we're going to do the Love Pod question. And this week was a slightly funny or different question than what's been on, than a serious chat we've had in recent weeks. It was basically describe Bolton Wanderers in a film title. Easy enough, easy enough. Right. Classic answer straight off the bat from at Higgy Rascal. That's funny, isn't it? At Higgy Rascal. Titanic. Or were we not that unsinkable in the first place? <clears throat> From our glorious leader at 19manning83. How's it going, Chris? He's gone inglorious bastards and the borrowers. <laughs> <laughs> at witty underscore hofen says, says castaway. Very good. These, yeah, a lot of these. Very things, good. Yeah. There's, quite some, there's some really good ones. At, oh God. And also we can scream Wilson and it'll be relevant. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've actually done that at several games and got weird looks for it. And I'm not even lying. It's amazing. <laughs> at, Anu Shil Prasad. I don't know. Sorry for butchering that. 28 days later and then in brackets, still not paid. Joe Norris at J Norris BWFC Dawn of the Debt, which is a pun. That wasn't the question, but I like you off because it's pretty good. At the Matthew Pryor says gone in sixty seconds. At Mark Y, a good friend of the site, Mark Iazaveski. I think I pronounced that right. I'm quite proud of myself. Says twelve angry men. Which yeah, uh, that'll be our fucking attendance next year. That twelve men. 
<laughs> Twelve <laughs> angry bastards out front row, screaming at fucking Feeney. At Doug Chapin Jr., the money pit alternatively drag me to hell. At Luffbra Craig says super bad. I like this one. Spy at Spike Millet says apocalypse now. <clears throat> at B L four W N. Why have you put your fucking postcode as your Twitter handle on there? Sort it out. I hate shit Twitter handles. Well, uh, well, you didn't read it out, so it's all good. But we can we can all send our uh, our hate mail, can't we? Because we yeah. can see it. Yeah, definitely. His says he says internal affairs. I, I don't. I what's internal affairs, guys? Uh, well, that's a bit. That's a bit. No kind idea. Of, I don't know. It's a bit like. Sounds if, like a... if if you could answer the podcast question in a day long conference for work, I think that'd be it. That's the most boring answer. <laughs> no, to be fair, this fella answered about. Eight different times, and I I was like, because I'm because I've been busy today. I was literally throwing all these together, the thing, and I just threw that one in. And it was the last one. So at the end of the tweet, he says, "I'll stop now." It's actually quite depressing. This, so he has the other ones, but I'll give him his, I'll give him a shout out because I don't want to be mean. At bl four w n six, but mate, sorry to around a lot. You've just read it out, man. I know. Until He's gonna get shit in the post now, like we literal got, poo. We got in a away bag. with that. We got away at four. He can. He can. No, the shame, and people can shame him for his shit Twitter handle. Surely that's not a real postcode. Anyway. Right. Uh, what did I say it was? Read it out to me. What, the postcode? Yeah. Oh, B- BL4WN6. You're not searching. Oh, right. I understand why you didn't want me to read out his postcode now, because he might get post. Ah, uh, I thought you what, might did, get Why? Because, yeah, the, what, Royal Mail still exists, Dan? Fucking hell. No, I thought you meant <laughs> as if he'd get hate for his name. Not that people are actually post to his postcode. No. Oh. Well, come on, it's on a public forum. It's like, it's not it's his think, fault. I don't think that's a real postcode, lads. You need to actually. So, fair oh, play. Oh. Fair play, you get off the hook there. Mainly because I just put your postcode out to the masses. Anyway, where are we? Jack Stewart. Mm, yes, right. J at JJ Stewart 457 Again, shit to around all there, mate. Sorry. Says at... No, says at... Oh, What's wrong with me? I can't stop saying at. says, Les Miserables. I can't say it. Someone say it for me, please. Les Miserables. Yeah, because we're all miserable. Especially Tom. At <laughs> Chris Bradish says, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, our very own at Quinton X underscore says, A good day to die hard. Dave at... <laughs> fucking hell. At two underscores BWFC at... No, at... Fuck sake. Stop saying that. <laughs> At underscore underscore BWFC underscore underscore says the abyss. Uh, at fuck my life. At BW seventy four ON says the crying game. Tom, what's the crying game about? <laughs> the crying game is about, from what I can remember, uh, the Irish Republican Army and and a woman with male genitals. So uh, please. Please get back in touch and explain the uh, the relevance not not only of the the terrorist but the but the penis as well. Um, in relevance to our a, current predicament. To, to be fair to Gibber, you know what it was, Tom. So maybe you have to explain yourself. Uh, I, I know what the film is. I don't know the relevance. Mm. Oh, is it not that we're all crying at the game? I mean, I, I mean, we're get, we're getting ourselves into trouble here because remember when Lennon got the job. We had people saying Bolton Wanderers is a unionist club. <laughs> really? Now I've mentioned the... I- oh. oh, God. 
Well, the only the only postcode they've got is the one from before, so it's not going to be us that get bullets <laughs> it's in the post. It's fake. They'll probably still fucking send them. <laughs> <laughs> at Nathan, and I have the final one from at Nathan underscore underscore should be banned. At Nathan underscore J underscore Burn, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Another classic one to finish. Tom, give us your best shot, man. I'm going to go for Old Yeller. Why? Because. I think the film title's got to be like a pun. Not like. No, but, no, but you've got to think about the story. I'm being smart here. Anyone, anyone can pull. What What did What did Manning come out with? Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it says Bastards. Brilliant. I'm not going to say that to him, obviously, because he's the big boss man. But anyone could come out with a witty pun. But if you've seen Old Yeller, you'd know. The, the meaning behind it. You could you could replace the old dog with Amiobi, Heskey, any of our more senior pros. And just like Old Yeller, you will always cry at the end. I've never seen Old Yeller, so I can't really relate. Neither have it, I. It's like, imagine the first 20 minutes of Bambi. Alright, never seen Bambi, with, so... Right, well, imagine... A deer, <laughs> right. a, okay. a child deer. I've never seen a deer, so it's quite right. difficult. Imagine the first twenty minutes of Bambi, or oh, that's our period, with a uh, dog instead of a deer. Okay, okay. And does the dog die? I take it. Spoilers. I just said you'd cry at the end. I'm not giving any more away than that. So, right, so the dog said, "Johnny, they're a good band." Dog, doggy said. What? Give it your guess, score, lad. Um. I'm torn between two. Can I have two? There's yeah, a few, you can have as many as you want. All oh, right, okay. Rule book out the window tonight. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, the first one is All Is Lost. Oh, that's a good one. That is a film with a guy called Robert Redford in it. If you've ever seen it, it's a bit shit, actually. He goes out to sea, he gets stuck on a boat, and he ends up dying. Um, spoilers. So, yeah, that's yeah. spoilers. Uh, don't buy it. I saw a trailer for it when I bought another DVD. I bought that DVD, and it was shit, so don't buy that. It got 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. There you go. Um, and the last one is Lone Survivor. And Lone Survivor is because when the club goes bust and someone turns the, the final light off for the final time and shuts up shop, all that will be left is Liam Feeney curled up <laughs> under, under, under a bench in the Bolton Wanderers home dressing room, sobbing to himself, thinking, thinking, why couldn't I cross a ball? That's all I wanted to do. And he would be... The lone survivor. Yeah, I think he'd be in total denial, like putting his boots on, ready for a training session. <laughs> what, just running around the, the yeah. background pitch? Yeah, he'd that. sleep. He'd sleep. Week. He'd like sleep till five to three weekly, and he'd just wake up like a fucking body clock, and then he'd be like get ready, just run out, run down the wing for half an hour, and oh, ninety minutes, and fuck off back like a little, <laughs> like a little weirdo. Oh, puffini. Right. Bailiff, bailiff, popping his head around the dressing room door. It's over, Liam. There you go. <laughs> no, I can't. I've got balls to cross. No. <laughs> right, I'm going to have to have a little gander at my film shelf to, like, my genuine actual shelf on my desk that has a few films on it to see if I can get any inspiration. Would you, how many would you estimate you've got? Well, I can't. I don't need to estimate. I can fucking count them. So it's not that many. No, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, that's not even. A, they're not films. They're Phoenix Nights DVDs. Uh, six films I've got with me. And old yellow isn't one of them. No, the good, good, the Godfather is one. And no, Uh, Guides of the Galaxy. No, Boyhood. No, Class of '92. No, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Class of 15. Oh, come on, do you not get the joke? Oh, come on. I'm so proud of myself when I thought of that. Tom. I've not got it, mate. I've got Class of 92 on my shelf. <laughs> um, very good very good thank you I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry but we're used to it by now we've become desensitised to your uh, United ways uh, you should I'm so disappointed you didn't get that yeah I'm, I'm, I really can't think of these puns I should have come up with one sooner no I've got absolutely nothing unless have you got any have you, any, any of you come up with some late moments of inspiration absolutely no not. no neither have I I'm as inspirationless as Bolton Wanderers, but anyway, that is the end of Love Pod Thirty Eight. It's been it's been a lovely old affair. I think we've had one of the best new segment, the only new segment, but the best new segment introduced in a while from old Tom. It was really good. So Tom, where can old people find you on the internet these days? Uh, you'll find me retweeting articles from Men's Health Magazine on how to take care of your premolars at Down the Manual <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> oh, teeth jokes! Te- I can't believe the one thing that's going to become like an in joke on this like podcast is about teeth. But thanks, Tom, for that. You, you're getting written into the echelons of Love Pod history. When, when we're like 300 episodes into this, five years down the line, we'll think back to episode 37 when Tom brushed his teeth at the end so of the podcast. Point. It's 25 to 11 now. Are you not getting pounded ready for Kip? You've got you've got ten minutes left in me before I start before I start thinking <laughs> about how to clean myself. Itching, just fucking grabbing the street resting <laughs> for the toothbrush. Johnny, where can people find you on the internet? Uh people can find me on the internet on Twitter at Johnny Eckersley, that's without a H, J O double N Y. and if you look forward to following me this week, I will be tweeting Dan a picture of a ex or current Manchester United player once a day. Oh, Ooh, that's sick. that's a promise you've made that on the. That is a promise. So as well. I don't know when we're going to be recording this next week. I presume it's going to be Monday night as normal. So we'll review it when I presume Chris will be back and we'll uh, discuss which United players have. Um, in fact, yeah, that's my new segment actually. Tom, got, <laughs> Tom gets the segment for a League One quiz. Um, I'm having a segment where we discuss the players that I've tweeted to Dan of, of clubs that he's going to support when Bolton go bust. <laughs> okay, thanks very much. So Good if you're night. doing farmers, if you keep it to middle nineties, mid nineties players, I'd probably be quite happy with that because they're some of my favourite. Like, I'm actually being fucking genuine here. I don't care. Some of probably my some of my favourite players, like growing up, because like I said, growing up in United supporting household, you what? I watched the VHS tapes of United's mid nineties seasons. So, He's here again, Tom. I'll tell I'm you just what. being fucking genuine. I'll, I'll tweet you this article I wrote like a year ago on this subject. Tom, uh, it's, it's you. your fault, Johnny. You got him started on it. You mentioned that. But if me, you, and Chris are gone for a week, the the podcast we're going to be looking for the podcasts, and it'll be like it'll have renamed. It's like this the week's special them. guest, Raymond Van der Howe. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh God! I've let the animals take over the zoo here. I need to <laughs> Chris, Chris is going to be fuming when he hears this. Oh, it's going to be amusing, isn't it? Anyway, you can find me on the... You, can, you know what? I'm going to go full hog with my plugs. You can find me in a fucking vast amount of places. On Twitter and other social medias. I'm always at Lebrowski, so hit me up. But then I do another football podcast. It's called The Football Huddle. Listen to it. It's funny. It's with Irish people. That's not why it's funny, but there's funny fellas. I also do something uh, on a website called God is a Geek. So look at that as well, because it's good. And I might have articles going up all over the show. I'm getting a busy person. So yeah, 
check that out. And, of course, check out all the stuff, all the wonderful deluge of articles that continue to flood lineofviennasuite.com. I think we're at .com. Yeah, pretty sure we're .com. Follow us on Twitter at Line of Vienna Steve. Go on the old Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Line of Vienna Sweet. Or Steve, Johnny, help me. Uh, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Facebook you, is sweet. You put yeah. me in a horrible, sweet. horrible position. Yeah, it's sweet. sweet. But yeah, if you yeah, type in Line of Vienna Sweet, we'll come up. We've actually got a nice little blue, like, fucking... Verified tick, yeah. Tick, it's yeah, very we... good. We've not got many likes, so if you don't like us already, get on there yeah, and like us. Do. Thank you very much. We need to... We need to boost that reach, get them shares going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, is there anywhere else you can, yeah, listen to this on iTunes and everywhere else, you know, you know where to get it. And yeah, thanks for. But don't forget, twice a day and every time after meals, please, people. <laughs> Take care of your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, you should have, you should have waited. That that could have been like the like the final lecture. That could have been the goodbye, but alas. <laughs> Tom, say goodbye. Good night, people. Johnny, say goodbye. Good night, ladies and gents. And it's goodbye from me. Say love you.